So here's kind of what I want to talk about. Um, the, the big picture version. So I want to start talking about attention. Okay. Um, and then I want to get into marketing in three parts. Then I'm going to tell you a tale about two ministries. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about the best way to fundraise. And then I think I'll finish it up on uh, some thoughts on perspective on, on how long things take. Um, so let's start with attention. And it's the coin of the realm right now, attention. It's where it all starts. And it does not matter if you're trying to sell a product, a service, or capture donations for a ministry. You have to have attention, eyeballs to do that. And, you know, whether, whether you're a ministry or a television show or a musician trying to make money, raise funds, it all starts with attention. Those that have the attention hold all the cards. They have access to the greatest opportunities. It's not even close. There's two types of attention, okay? There's the kind you own, by which I mean phone numbers, email addresses, mailing addresses. Those are the ones that you own that nobody can take away from you and nobody can change the rules on. You own that information, right? Then there's the kind that you rent. These are your Facebook fans or your WhatsApp fans or your YouTube subscribers. And, and I say rent because this attention can be taken away at just about any time, right? The social media platforms can change the rules on you. So let's talk about how you can capture attention, okay? Attention can be captured in many ways. In-person events, uh, press, newspaper, magazine coverage, from traffic to your website, email addresses, social media followers, YouTube subscribers, from content you put out there. But ministries need to be always building both. Businesses need to be always building both. The attention that you rent and the attention that you own. You always want to be capturing more of it. More email addresses, more social followers, more YouTube subscribers. Um, if you have that attention, you can literally do anything. Without it, you struggle to be heard at all. And I know, you know, in the context of ministries, most are reliant on major donors. They barely have the website. They're not sending emails. They don't have any social media followers. Uh, they're not regularly storytelling in those channels. And I think as I talk about attention, it, 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 it's a huge shame because with, with attention, if you're, if you're working on your marketing, if you've got a website, if you're publishing content to the socials, if you're capturing email addresses, the ministry is in such a better place. And especially as it pertains to, to fundraising in your local communities uh, uh, and not being so reliant on the, on the major donors. So despite the, the cultural differences um, as it pertains to marketing, I would say the whole world right now in today's day and age for the most part has one of these right? Different variations of them, yes, but they have one of these. And so if you focus on your marketing and you think through your marketing, if you can figure out how to get your story about what your ministry does and the impact that it's making and the lives that it's changing onto this, onto this, you're winning. So that's attention. Um, it's, it's sort of a counterintuitive concept, but it really, it's, it's, it's everything. And so let's pivot to marketing, okay? And being good at it. And I'll sum it up in three parts. Uh, number one is the website, home base for all your content. It exists to tell your story and to capture email. So you have to have a website. It has to be able to capture email addresses, phone numbers, uh, also to a certain extent, and you know, be a place where you can do the storytelling, okay? That's step number one, the website. Number two, the actual marketing itself. And this has two parts if you want to be good at it. You need to focus uh, all of your work on the highest ROI activities. What do I mean by ROI? return on investment. So we all have limited time. We all have limited treasure, limited budget, limited staff. So you want to be focusing on the marketing initiatives that deliver the best return on that time. And we can get into that. You know, we, we, we live in this crazy digital world 
um, this crazy connected digital world. And there's always some new shiny object to chase, right? Like uh, there's a new app, there's a new service. I mean, this, this makes more sense if you're doing any marketing at all. But the, the, the larger point is you just have to focus on what's working and, and, and not chase shiny objects. We'll get into that in a second. Number two, you have to be consistent. And ministries are terrible at this. So, okay, let's say you're focusing on the high leverage marketing activities that work best in the region that you are. You have to also do so consistently and you can't ever stop. You have to do a little bit of work week in, week out, telling your story, feeding these channels, selling, sending emails, uh, building your social followers, and no one ever does it and it kills it. it. It's more important in terms of marketing to do so consistently with limited time than it is to do it in bursts, meaning you know, one month you spent 20 hours on marketing, the next month you did nothing. And then the month after that you did nothing. And then the month after that you spent 40 hours on marketing. You have to spend consistent time. If you only have two hours a week, then do it two hours a week, every week for 52 weeks. So that's actually the secret to marketing is focusing on, this, on the right things. And again, we'll get into that. And then two, doing it consistently throughout the year. So, you know, at, at this point, it's like, okay, great, right? Um, you're, you're, you're hearing this point of the presentation, you're like, okay, can we get into the hardcore marketing tactics? I'd, I'd love to just talk about, you know, tell me what to do on Facebook. Tell me what to do on Instagram. Should I start a YouTube channel? What about WhatsApp? Um, I don't, I, you know, this social media site's not big in, in my country, right? And, and as much as I'd love to get into the tactical marketing, I think the, the third concept, the third most important in terms of marketing, in terms of ministries is ministries have this tendency to think that, you know, I'm reliant on um, major donors. I don't need to be marketing. Um, you know, none of, none of the people that would potentially give money to my ministry are located on the social media platforms. Um, they're not checking websites out. So this would just be a huge waste of my time, right? And, and I, I find these consistently to be sort of these, these self-limiting beliefs that prevent ministries from ever getting started, building out their websites, starting to blog, starting to post on the socials, starting to capture email addresses. It's, it's these self-limiting beliefs that get in the way and they completely prevent any marketing from ever being done. Uh, beliefs like that you don't have the bandwidth, uh, you don't have the staff um, you know, to get started. And if you did, if you just had a, a gift for that, you could get started. Or beliefs like, why would I start marketing my ministry? My donors are not online. Uh, beliefs like, I work with you know, sexually exploited victims. The stories, what stories could I possibly tell um, you know, that would be appropriate for social media, right? Um, beliefs like I'm doing God's work, he'll take care of bringing me the donors. Beliefs that marketing would likely be a waste of time. Um, you know, nobody in my community has dollars to give. The list goes on and on. But what I see almost consistently is you get those beliefs in your head and you say, okay, you know, I don't need to have a website. I don't need to be storytelling. I don't need to work on my storytelling. I don't need to be posting anything to the socials. You never get started. And if you never get started, you, you, you never get the ball rolling. You never get the momentum you need and you never do it consistently, right? So let me, let me put that in context. Let me tell you a story um, about two ministries, okay? Both started at the same time. Both relied on major donors. Both started, say, three years ago, right? Ministry A never did any digital marketing at all. They had some major donors, so everything was pretty smooth. They focused on their operations. Ministry B, okay, decided early on to engage and invest in digital marketing. They had a website. They built their email list. They put out content on what they were doing and told stories. They built up a Facebook fan page, a WhatsApp group, a YouTube channel. They stayed at their marketing consistently, and they did what they could year after year. They focused 
on the high ROI activities and they marketed consistently. Then COVID hit. Then COVID hit. The major donors put everything on pause. Ministry A was in a bad spot, right? They had no access to attention, either owned or rented, no website, no social sites. They had nothing. Their major donor was out. Ministry B, on the other hand, they had an email list. They had social followers. They kept telling their story. They kept marketing throughout the pandemic and their story resonated. It got shared. It got attention. And some of the small donors, some small donors got passionate about the ministry and they contacted a long donor, a larger donor. They got the funding they needed to get the lights on in the ministry growing. So that story is real and happening right now all over the missions world and all over the business landscape. If you were just assuming that things were always going to keep going and be fine with your major donors and then COVID hit, you were in a bad spot. If you were marketing that entire time, and, and it, it doesn't matter what level of sophistication you get started with, right? Like you get started, you focus on the basics and you start doing it. The, the next time another one of these pandemics comes around, you're not going you're, you're, you're to be high and dry because you're going to have an attention and you're going to have a list you can keep storytelling to and potentially raise money from. So that's what I would say about a, a tale about two ministries. And, you know, what's the best way to fundraise? It's a, it's a, it's a trick question of sorts, um, but I think, I think it'll be an interesting thought exercise. The best way to fundraise is in person, face-to-face, -face, right? No one ever disputes that fact. What is the next best way? It's digital, okay? It is actually digital. Uh, lots of folks start doing their digital marketing and they really miss on this piece. Our job with digital marketing, with the website, with the storytelling, with the, with the publishing on the socials, with the emails, is to take fundraising face-to-face, person-to-person, and do it digitally as close as humanly possible. The best way to fundraise is in person. The next best way is digital. Our job with digital is to make it as close as possible to the human situation, the human analogy, right? You know, the, 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 the store analogy. Let me give you a store analogy, and it'll, it'll have some Western context because that's my context. I hope it makes sense. Face-to-face, in-person uh, um, fundraising, right? The best way to do it. Your digital website, which is open 24 hours a day, and you know it works when you're asleep. It's constantly telling the story. You can fundraise like that way. What we really want to do is we want the merger between the two, okay? And let's just say I walk into a store, right? I walk into a store to go buy something, and I look at a couple of things on the shelf, and I look at a couple of things on the shelf here. If I walked into a store like that, okay, the, the person behind the counter would come up to me, and they would say, Patrick, I saw you were looking at that. Can I help you? Um, you want to take a look at this? You want to take a look at that? Okay, great. So let's say in person, the store analogy, and then your website. Everybody sets up the website, right? And it's just this passive billboard of sorts. It's there. You can go and put your email in the box and that's all well and good. That's fantastic. But what we really want to do is we want to take that fundraising thing and make it as close as possible to the offline. So how does the store analogy compare? Um, with the advent of video, okay, and especially all the different ways we can video chat, WhatsApp, um, Facebook Messenger, um, depending on what's big in your country, it, it, the iPhone Messenger here in the US is really easy. You have an ability now to be able to get into a video conversation, just like this Zoom call potentially, face-to-face -face, uh, with just about anywhere, anywhere in the world, right? So if you think that through and you understand how important face-to-face -face video communication is and you start doing marketing on a regular basis and a potential uh, uh, donor comes to your site and wants to talk, you initiate a video chat. 
it can be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly powerful. So I think that's just a, a good context piece to understand how amazing video is and how quickly uh, uh, it's just completely revolutionizing everything, um, i.e. this Zoom call. Um, the last piece I wanna talk about is the perspective of, of how long it takes. And you know whether we're talking about a business or a ministry, it's important to understand perspective. And Steve Jobs here, famously he was the CEO of Apple, you know, Apple computer, the iPhone. And he said it takes three to five years to build anything of value. Okay. Three to five years to build anything of value in life. And he's totally right. You know, if you're going to build your ministry and you're, you're like, you know what, I know I need to get into digital marketing. It's really, really important. I realize that I realize it's going to take me some time. Um, if you don't have this per perspective piece sorted in your mind that it might take three to five years to really start picking up steam seven to nine to really, really get somewhere incredible, you're, you're in a bad spot. And, you know, the, the analogy I give is I like riding motorcycles and there's this place five hours away. So five hours away from my house. And I used to always drive down there and go ride motorcycles before I had children and then drive back. And five hours, not too long of a drive, but a long drive. Um, on that drive, I would pass about two hours in uh, where my mother-in-law lives, okay? And when I was going five hours to go ride the motorcycles all the way down there, and I passed my mother-in-law's house, it was like, no big deal, right? Because in my mind, I was on a five-hour drive. I had lots to go. I had lots to go. Well, I'm not doing the five-hour drive anymore, but I'm still going out to see my mother-in-law. And I find that when I'm in the car and I'm on the way, right, I start getting antsy and anxious and saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When I'm only an hour into the drive. And, and you sit there in your mind and you're like, wait a minute, you used to drive five hours and go right past this house and not worry about it in the slightest because you had the five-hour drive in your mind. Now, when I'm on, when, when, when I'm on my way there, I'm almost, I'm almost you know, an hour and a half into the drive and I'm like, getting anxious, getting nervous, because in my mind, I'm thinking about an hour and a half drive instead of the five hour drive. And I think that's a, a powerful analogy on the perspective of how long uh, things take, uh, especially in, 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 in the ministry context of how long it takes to build up. So if you have that perspective piece on how long it's going to take you to build your ministry and build a good following, digitally speaking, for your ministry, you're, you're in a very, very good place. And, you know, again, I talked about um, live video. And I think, you know, this pandemic has, has certainly put some trends into place. And, 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 and they're ones that I think that are, that are going to stay there for a while. And again, live video absolutely exploding worldwide right now. And that was on, you know, the ascendancy before COVID hit. As soon as that hit uh, and people were shelter in place, like just exploded. And, and, and it's in every facet imaginable, right? Like the Zoom call that we're all on today via all of the social platforms, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, LinkedIn Live, um, even via the messaging platforms like WhatsApp. You know, I have friends that work in the video department for Facebook uh, and, and for reference, Facebook owns, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp that said during the height of the pandemic, video usage exploded so much that they were terrified that the entire Facebook website was gonna go down. And, and those stats have held. So video is just massively on the ascendancy. And, you know, if you are a ministry and you're like, you know, I don't have a writer on staff 
and I don't understand how I'm going to publish to the socials and I don't have the video camera and you start getting discouraged. There's phenomenal news here, right? Um, it's all you need. It's all you need. And the pandemic hit. The, the expectation was like when you say video, big, scary thing. Oh, I've got to have lights and a microphone and hair and makeup and all the rest of that. But the pandemic hit. Everyone was forced to work out of their houses. Now everyone's just broadcasting live TV shows out of their houses all the time. No one cares about the hair, the makeup, lights, any of it. And so it's, it's just an amazing, an amazing thing. So video massively on the ascendancy. If you start using it now, you start getting good at it now, you start posting it to your web start, you start putting it on the socials, you're willing to talk to donors at any point in time via Zoom call, via web chat, whatever it is, to explain the stories, what's going on in your ministry, what you're seeing on the ground, phenomenal, phenomenal opportunities, phenomenal, phenomenal trend to be aware of. 